0: What's up, what's up everybody? Welcome to episode 155 of Value Town. I'm Chan Man V and I'm feeling a lot of, you know, love in the air, being it, you know, having it be Valentine's Day. So I'm happy to have my, you know, bromance here with Agara and the Admiral today. What's up guys? Yo, yo, Uh, yo. No yo,
1: good. Yo, yo. I, I, I'm on, You're stealing I'm on my camera. lines, dude. I want care at the worst time ever because my back really itches
0: and I have to scratch it, or it's gonna drive me nuts the whole time. So dude. we can just keep watching. So we need a we need a Hearthstone back scratcher. Is that what we're saying? I would, so we were I just talking Hearthstone about Hearthstone <laughs> back scratcher. We were talking about all this potential merch that Hearthstone's leaving on the table right now. And that twenty star. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, twenty star. <laughs> That's right. It rolls. It kind of like spins too. <laughs> A oh, oh, still yeah. fidget spinner. The, Boom! Oh, that that should have been a brainer. Like, <laughs> hire, me, Blizzard, like hire me, Blizzard. hire me. I'll be in charge of the merch. Totally, man. Totally. <laughs> no, uh, definitely happy to have you you on, uh, Admiral. It's been, I mean, it's been years. I <laughs> think that you've been on the show, right? I think you it was Max Ramos was about to come holy out. Holy shit! Oh
1: my god, that's yeah. like crazy. Long ago, because because I, I, I remember it because I thought the three four man that has the death rattle put the demon play. I thought it was a battle cry, and I was like, "This card oh, is boy. insane." <laughs> oh and then God. you and Trump were like, "What are you talking? It's a death rattle." And I was like, "Oh, wow, well, it's still pretty good."
0: Yep, <laughs> turned out to be pretty good with Malgana's back. Yep, but no, uh, no. no but it, definitely glad to have you on. Uh, and Thank it's you. perfect now too, since we're you know we, we definitely try to go in more an analyst mode here, analysis mode. So that's just like right
2: up your alley. So
0: I can't wait for today. It's gonna can't be stop a lot talking. Of fun. Yeah, Gara, how you been, man? I know you've moving, moving this week, right?
2: Driving around a lot and still trying to play as many games as possible. Of course. This is probably the most stressful month because I have to climb to Legend on all three servers. And this is like the long climb. Starting next month is like easy. I, I did some quick maths. I think I'm going to save around 12 days starting from next month wow.
0: That's per hilarious. month.
2: I can't even imagine what I'm going to do with all this new free time. <laughs>
0: have some fun have some fun I know right just do something other than just grind line. Maybe play man. play wild hey,
1: I mean, man. Play just announced the wild thing
0: how many people actually grind three ladders I mean I know people that grind two I know quite a few people that grind two but three
2: ladders that's that's hard yeah to people work. don't have the cards like even the people yeah. that want to do it very few have the cards on all free servers
1: yeah I think I think it's a matter of effort like who has that much who has that much drive and ambition I, I don't Gara. think I do <laughs> <laughs> yeah, correct exactly. It's yeah. I mean it's it takes something to be able to to grind out that style of mentality. You got to put yeah. a lot of effort into to earn those extra opportunities.
2: It's around 2000 games per month. <laughs> oh, no so
0: So many many. that's a lot at least yeah at least (laughs) well before we get started (laughs) (laughs) before we get started just want to let you guys know that this uh, episode's uh, sponsored by or brought to you by six which is a rental car company you guys might not know about here in the u.s but they are huge in the in europe they're like literally one of the biggest rental car companies there and they hope to be the same here in america so we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, also, of course, you know, HST replay and our patrons, of course, you can go to patreon.com slash if you want to support the show. Uh, but yeah, this week, you know, Admiral, like we haven't talked to you in so long. So it'd be great just getting caught up with you. Like, you know, you obviously have been cast in the HST circuit for like long, like years now and obviously got done with worlds uh, a few weeks back. So what you been up to since worlds? Uh, since
1: Worlds, uh, I've been relaxing quite a bit. You know, I'm working on uh, look, looking at my schedule for this year. I'm trying to get everything more in order than it's been. It's mm-hmm. been fairly chaotic since I've just kind of been casting by the seat of my pants yeah. for a long time now. And uh, with the, the growth that you're seeing, not only from Hearthstone, but just from esports in general, uh, there's sometimes other opportunities that you know get talked about as well. And so being able to organize all that stuff has just been very hard. And I, I just needed some personal time off, like contrasting it with last year's first quarter. I did Tespa and I was doing uh, like another ESL event and then I was doing HCT and then there was like another event that was going on there and then there was Trinity series and I was gone for like 55 out of 60 days. Yeah. Like paying mortgage at a home that like I'm not even staying at for two straight months. I was like, (laughs) oh my gosh. Uh, And this first quarter has been a lot more relaxed, um, but there's a lot of cool stuff going on in Hearthstone. So I, you know, I took a step back from Hearthstone until the patch dropped and I started playing a bunch when that happened. And I'm just really enjoying it right now. I think that. Uh, as much casting as I did, it took a lot away from my time to just be able to play the game and enjoy it. Yeah, um, it's been it's been way different. I think Worlds was was incredible. I like that standalone by itself instead of uh, from BlizzCon now, and it gives BlizzCon that more Hearthstone-y feel as well, rather than just being a big tournament. And uh, it's been really cool to watch and just reading about all the plans and hearing about it and. Uh, preparing for for some more cast to come out this year.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, BlizzCon. Hopefully, they'll add more than they had this year to, to BlizzCon. I definitely would like to see, you know, some. You know, maybe they'll have the the um, the global games. Uh, not global. It's global. Yeah, global games. Right. Uh, maybe the finals are next year. Um, but how much of this year, uh, Admirable is just you feeling more settled as you know, just a caster? Because you know, you're, you're part of the the regular main cast of the HTC know casting circuit now right i mean there's like six of you guys maybe even seven or eight of you guys now and you know versus last year where you know you're still probably feeling like you want to do like every single event you know just still you know to have that kind of prominence um is is it has it changed basically for you this year
1: Uh, a a little bit i I still want to do more events like that's what i want to do i think Uh, it took me a while to land there you know i was really competitive for uh, for a number of years, just like name a card game that I played, and I was I was trying to be competitive at it. Yeah. And for Hearthstone, I was at the very beginning, but it was so difficult, and there was a very big open space for for needing casting talent. And given that I have improv experience and radio experience, it just felt fairly natural to me. And I, you know, was pretty bad at it back then. I think it's hard to say that anybody was really good at it back then. Uh, but we've learned how to talk about the game and really highlight players and, and be able to tell better stories. And that's been, for me, like the biggest change of 2016, mm-hmm. 2017, and now looking forward to 2018, is just the way that the stories are told and uh, the kind of footage that we can get on players. Like being able to go visit Muzzy and his hometown and just get shots of him and have him talk in his own element, I think was really... a very special thing to see because from prior to that, it's really just Muzzy plays a lot of ladder. He wins a lot of tournaments and he's here <laughs> yeah. yet again.
0: doesn't say much um,
1: now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and just, and just really seeing how the evolution of the tournament scene is happening, I, th- I think is really cool. You know, there's still a lot of bumps mm-hmm. that we're hitting along the way. And I think there's going to be a lot more obstacles, but obstacles aren't barriers. They're just something that you have to get past and it's a bit tricky to do it. Yeah. Um, but as far as, as my, my casting is concerned, I think this is what I want to do and whether or not it stays Hearthstone forever uh, is another story. I'm going to keep going to Hearthstone as long as I can, uh, but if any, any other opportunities crop up, you know, I wouldn't mind taking them at all. I think entertainment is uh, the space that I want to be in until until I'm ready to retire.
0: Yeah, yeah. A lot of casting has to do with technique too. So you know, when it comes to switching, even if you wanted to cast something else, it's just purely about knowledge more than anything else. Um, Feels that way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, why do uh, Gara? I know you were uh, obviously playing, and you. Tweeted that you got to legend with a an elemental jade shaman in which which you know at first it was just like shaman was obviously a topic because shaman's always been like the meme class or at least been one of the meme classes the last you know month or ever since the the um, each of the last two expansions <laughs> you know it's it's definitely been in the doghouse so we've seen a rise in shaman recently which we'll talk about a little bit more but in terms of your shaman or your experience with the shaman yeah what how was this jade elemental deck.
2: Um I had an actually a very good win rate when I got to Legend. I had 70% win rate. But oftentimes it's hard to say with like a low amount of sample size, am I just high rolling? Are my opponents unlucky? Yeah. And after I got Legend, I played it on a different server. On, on a different server it didn't go so well. Mm. And then I couldn't really like pinpoint, was it now because I got like slight slightly worse matchups, or what is the actual problem? And Another thing is that it was right after the nerfs, so most of the decks you're facing are very unrefined. And then if you have like a very good standard mid-range deck, yeah. it just punishes all unrefined decks, then it doesn't really have so much to do with Shaman. Like, and Shaman, the class, is designed in a way that you really rely on RNG in many different ways. With like Sral, for example, you can get so many good outcomes from the hero power and just the Battlecry effect. And like the totem hero power as well, right? If you just are on a roll where you keep getting spell power totem and then you're high rolling with lightning Storm and then you just play like a lot of games and you just, everything goes in your favor. You always get the, you know, even like just getting Flame Imps from Maelstrom Portal can really help you win games. And like all of these cards, like Devolve can give your opponent like really bad minions or really strong minions. And Shaban has like a lot of these um random outcomes and like it was going insanely well so i thought oh maybe shaman is really good mm-hmm. and then on another server it, it didn't go so well so mm-hmm. i can't really say in what kind of spot shaman is right now i just noticed that shaman really doesn't have these broken yeah. cards yeah. yeah that all the other tier one decks have like alunef in secret mage or like skull of Manari. you know black L- here like, almost, yeah, like even the Paladin has Call to Arms, which I consider like a very broken card. Shaman doesn't have any of that. Shaman just has these old cards. Like, you don't play any new cards in the deck. It's Watch. just like. Uh, yeah, okay. I mean, very fair. Yeah,
0: very fair. Exactly. I would say like yeah, it's just, ba- it's balanced based, and I always make this reference. It's balanced based on 2016 or 2015, <laughs> which is like terrible, you know, now because the power level has gone up so much in 2017, 2018. So um, I, I mean, I think they do. have some. I mean, they have really powerful cards like like uh, Blaze Collar here, or even Grumbles. Shaman, good. It's just, it just does really well.
2: A new version of Lightning Storm, like just the power spike of Lightning Storm. This is what. Shaman really needs like oftentimes you just devolve like people play spiteful summoner now right how does the shaman kill that you can't even kill it with volcano if they get like a deafing it's well, it's how does it's hard it's really I mean and it's... and if you devolve something oftentimes you just okay I devolved this board how do I clear it now I have maelstrom and lightning storm D- these cards are horrible now yeah it's like you just can't kill like anything it's a big mm-hmm. issue shaman has
0: yeah shamans always felt like um a lot of the, the powerful cards that they do have are situational, you know, and I think that's that, that's made it not broken because, you know, you have to play, like Devolve, for instance, right? Devolve's good in a lot of cases where, I don't know, you're playing against, I don't know, some type of death rattle type of deck or some kind of deck that's, you know, taking advantage, you know, like four mana, seven, seven, you know, that sort of thing. But in a you know in in a meta like this where you know you're getting mana cheats and things like that, devolving a void lord doesn't really help me that much, you know. So Can you gives him a Tyrion. <laughs> yeah, gives him a Tyrion. Um, well, I think I think it's part of
1: like just the deck building challenge really for Shaman right now is that yeah. uh, because you're doing a lot of fair stuff, you have to come prepared for a situation, and sometimes it's going to work and sometimes it's not. Um, I, I definitely in, in the camp of that I think Shaman is one of the less powerful classes right now. Uh, and it, a lot of it boils down to the fact that it doesn't really have ways to to cheat that mana curve. You know you think about yeah. like possesslaki and, and the skull of Minari. you think about uh, being able to scale druids and or scale jades and ramp in general, um being able to like vile spine things. so you get a minion and you kill something at the same time. Like almost every single class feels like it's very powerful anyway. feels like it has a way to cheat the mana curve in some way or another.
2: Right? maybe shaman is just needing um, needs another totem golem because like think from below is. Also, like mana cheat, it's just that the totems feel extremely weak right now. Even flame time totem, just because you don't have that powerful one drop or two drop. It's just you only have mana tide, but besides that, all the other totems are just underpowered. Yeah,
0: I mean the closest thing to mana cheat that I, I think this deck has is what John Break, you know came out with that one unstable eruption deck like a, a while back, right? Where you can kind of cheat out like a seven, you know, a four mana seven seven. Um, but overall, yeah, I, I think whiffing two expansions in a row is pretty you know, indicative of, of, you know, dropping off of the meta, you know. and I,
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm still kind of torn because I feel like that the Shaman Spellstone just is a, quite a scary card. Like yeah, being uh, able to land that effect is, like, so massive, right? It's just we're, not, we do, we're missing, like, one or two tools to be able to make that happen. The, the problem is just the overload. Like, you give away so much when you have to overload that I don't really know, what, like, what solves that issue or what fixes that problem. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so that, that spellstone—that's a great example because that spellstone has like a double conditional, like it, 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 you know, like situational aspect to it. You have to build a deck that has overload, and on top of that, you actually have to have something on the board to copy too. Where it's like if you compare that to say, I don't know, just throw out the priest spellstone. I mean, you just have that have stuff die, you know, and then all of a sudden it just comes back. You know, that's like so much easier to pull off, and it has almost equal that, value. Is, you know, when the also the happens, basic what guess, I mean. this
1: happens. What is that?
2: I said, I said the basic effect of the Priest Spellstone is also more powerful because it summons two minions and the Shaman one only copies one.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, Shaman definitely is on a different power level uh, even when, they're, when it comes to being designed. Uh, you know, this can change really quick. We, we were talking about Warlock you know a little similar to this situation maybe an expansion or two ago too it's like oh my god warlock is so far behind and this is crazy right this has historically been the, one of the few times this has ever happened and then boom one expansion literally flips the table on that um, honestly it was
1: like blood reaver guldan felt like is really what fixed that to me it's like yeah. that card is so insane busted mm-hmm. and when you compare it to like some of the other death knights like shaman's death knight is like a snowbally one right so if you're gonna have that happen, you have to be able to snowball the game. Well, yeah. the cards that Shaman has right now are already snowball dedicated cards. So like snowballing it harder it, it helps <laughs> sometimes, but it doesn't really like fix the issue. Yeah. And you actually give up value sometimes with with Thrall in the long term. Like eventually you, you get down to, you know, top deck wars and Thralls just he's awful in those situations. Yeah. Um so I think like just the Death Knight had a lot to do with that too. The fact that it was designed as as more of a snowball card than it was like a, a pure value card like Blood, Blood River Gul'dan it is.
0: Yeah, I mean, you kind of continue on with some, like, more uh, Shaman talk. Um, you know, even the Evolved Shaman, I think, has been doing better. Like, in this kind of transitionary phase with the meta, um, it is maybe to your point, Gara, about just mid-range decks doing... You know, if you can find one that's actually pretty consistent or has just enough power in that, you know, five to six turn range, then it's going to do well right now. And, and that Evolved Shaman is. I think I, I, shaman that Evolved Shaman has really surprised uh, in terms of just how, how much it's winning lately on the ladder and... Um, you know, I had a Tavern Hero tournament that I hosted this past weekend, and the two finalists had shamans in their lineups, and you know they were playing them because obviously warlock was getting banned, or some, or you know one of the other uh, powerful uh, classes were getting banned. So, warlock. Uh, yeah. War- warlock. <laughs> warlock Warlock's pretty much auto banned uh, <laughs> by everybody. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, is there something to that too, or do you think if you guys still think it's just transitional? Gar, you
2: want to take this first?
0: I mean, you're the guard. You're the best shaman in the world, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I like I stand to what I said. I just feel like it's not the strongest deck, right? I, I just feel like the other classes. It's decent, but for example, mage, warlock, priest, uh, like the strongest versions of those classes are just way more powerful. Just because they can do busted things, they can just draw one card and probably win the game. Right? Kind of like I draw skull of Manari. You don't have a weapon removal. I pull out demons. What are you gonna do? Just gonna lose. Like shaman can beat those if they don't draw these super powerful cards, and if they do, like what do you do? That's how I feel about shaman because shaman doesn't have their own super powerful busted card. Mm-hmm. Makes sense to me.
1: I just I just heard what you're gonna do, and I was like, "Void Lord, Void Lord, you're going to do." Oh well, <laughs>
2: that's you know, the only thing I heard. When
0: you well, say you that. know what's surprising about about Shaman against Warlock is that Shaman's probably one of the few classes that handles can deal with these these crazy powerful turns by.
2: Um, yeah, but not really. Not like that. Yes, in theory, yes, but Skull of Manari enables your opponent to get a demon in his turn, and yeah. then they go Q into. Into um, the sacrificial pact, and then the demon died, and they have two more demons. You can't hex both if you the wolf How do you clear the board? And then they come back with <laughs> Gul'dan. How do you kill that shaman? Doesn't have a board clear. Gul'dan is the hard one, man. That's like and oh. then the warlock after Gul'dan.
1: Like all how the do you warlock has that? to do is just not die. And if they don't die, like they just their cards just win. Like that's the nature of the shaman versus the warlock mm-hmm. matchup. You have to actually pressure them and kill them. And I th- that's I agree with Gar on this one. It's the reason yeah. why I think the deck's uh, not the best deck is, is because it doesn't have one of those engines to it. It's yeah. very punishing to unrefined decks, but when your opponent is able to scale into their end game, it, Shaman just does not compare to it right now.
0: Right. Well, since we're talking about memes, <laughs> which we we're talking about kind of a <laughs> meme class there, let's talk about the another meme class, which is Hunter, and um, you know this spell Hunter, which. <laughs> Used to be re- regarded as the Yasharge Hunter, uh, has all of a sudden taken. I mean, it just it's just become a thing, like in, in terms of play rates or even just uh, uh, whether people think it's good or not. And I think it was Firebat the other day that actually said that Yasharj Hunter was is potentially, or you know, he said is broken in in an event envir- uh, an event type of meta, which means like you know you can ban obviously you know there's, you can definitely play around a certain class. And then I saw Zale responding and other people <laughs> responding like you're just full of crap or you're just crazy. So I guess the question is: is I, first off, how good how good is just Yashar's spell hunter um, just on ladder? Because I, I played it a little bit. I can tell you I've had success with this deck on ladder. I I have basically been exclusively
1: on priest and warlock the last couple weeks, <laughs> oh, God, and I dirty. can tell you that I think that Yashar's hunter is a. Or Yashiraj, I'm sorry. Uh, Yashiraj, sorry. Yashiraj, yeah. Let's just add yeah. a bunch of letters into it. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like the Yashiraj Hunter is, in my experience, quite literally that. If they do not Yashiraj me, they do not win. Like, I think I'm actually undefeated versus them unless they've landed a Barnes Yashiraj, like, in the first six turns of the game. Um, but you know, I've been playing decks that, that try to scale very well. So, yeah. you know, a lot of the thing comes out of that potential there. I think against some of the aggro decks, it definitely got a big boost because, uh, freezing trap is just such a better card now, like no, with no patches being able to be pulled out immediately, that card looks so much more appealing in so many matchups. And I think that's been a big part of it is that people just don't have the practice of playing around traps properly right now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, hunter doesn't have this broken snowball effect where it just kills you in the first couple turns unless you're playing a hunter that's dedicated to that. And Spell Hunter is not that. Uh, so being able to, to, to adequately check the wolves and being able to mm-hmm. uh, pressure freezing trap properly, I think, are two things that people just are not used to doing right now.
0: Yeah, the traps are definitely a little bit tricky. And um, surprisingly, the spells are so minion oriented that you know they don't even have to have that. And so and because of that, they can have these kind of powerful cards later on that just fill their their hands and things like that. But um but look at this, you know, we're on HS replay of course and just looking at tiers, looking at legend, you know, if we just gonna start with the top. It's got fifty four I mean it's like the number two deck like in this you know from a statistical standpoint. And um you know we've got Q Block right behind it and obviously you know Dude Paladin, which we'll talk about in a second, and Murloc on top. But that's that's crazy. Like if you would have said that Hunter would be tier one I don't think anybody would have said, yeah. I mean, they might have said, okay, it it might actually match up against Warlock a little better because it showed some success, right, as being a a semi-counter to to Warlock. Um, But nothing like this, where it's actually good against other decks. So um, I think the matchups has a lot to do with it too. Like if you actually look at at the decks that it's actually good against, um, you know, it it happens to be very, very popular decks right now, like Secret Mage. Look at that, you know, 67% against Secret Mage. I mean, that's huge, right?
1: That, I mean that makes sense because the flare to me, but like seeing the dragon matchup, like I am yeah, very
0: surprised it's that high.
1: Like because my my dragon priest win rate against it was was very high. I actually, I'm going to try to reference that real quick because I believe I have mm-hmm. that somewhere on my uh, on my desktop here.
0: If I can yeah, out you would think it would it. tempo it down, but I mean, it, it, obviously, if if Yashiraj comes out, then you would still ought to lose. But um,
1: oh yeah, I mean, you lose that card a lot. There's yeah, not really, really much right. way to fix it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. I wonder if it's like a, it's more of a tempo type of game, you know. At that point, it's just like a little bit of a race. Um, it, yeah, the spell hunter has a, such a slow start. I think you're, yeah, it is kind of surprising. We'd have to really see what the matches were, but demon warlock too, right? Demon warlock has a like it has a crazy win percentage against demon warlock. Miracle rogue, that's not as popular.
1: But, um, I'm kind of surprised by the demon warlock one too. I mean, I feel like he would just taunt up against that class and just yeah. not really
0: yeah. do much,
2: right? I, 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 um, yeah, that that seems weird to me.
0: And the silverhand, pal- the the dude paladin too. But dude paladin, there's like unleash and, and yeah. I like, uh, no,
2: the, so. the the, the spellstone is the main thing. Paladin really can't deal with that. That is the, like your number one win condition. You get four free freeze out and.
0: I mean, the spellstone is good against almost all of these. These classes we're talking about, except for Dragon. no, beasts. not just, not so, except dragon, for dragon breeds. Then not warlock. Why no, not? Warlock doesn't run hellfire like this. Demon warlock does it. Um, the, Every warlock. The aggressive ones don't. Like zoo doesn't, obviously. Ah, that's demon
1: um, warlock. I'm There's curious, if it's classifying zoo as demon warlock instead because it's so it's so like heavy on the blood fury potions and yeah. the and the uh, demon fire right now. Yeah, um, that, so, that matchup seems like pretty good.
0: There, there was a little. I mean, just to give you a little insight, there was a little bit of a a meld of of zoo. There, we still have zoo. So, if you actually look at, um, you know, like what's trending and things like that, there is still a uh, or not trending, but discover there is still a zoo that that's showing up. Um, but we're starting to see, like this is zoo right here but Zoo is starting to cluster into Demon Warlock. So yeah. I think Demon Warlock is basically the innovation, You know, just Warlock evolving from from the, what was Zoo and a little bit faster.
1: Yeah. Um, it, it makes a lot of sense yeah. that Spell Hunter would be powerful against that as well because they're trying to stack onto one big minion, yeah. and then you have uh, Hunter's Mark and Freezing Trap, and and sometimes you have Deadly Shot and being able to handle the wolves properly. Like Those are cards that I think are big liabilities uh, when you are playing a demon warlock deck like that,
0: yeah. uh, when suddenly you
1: run into these giant tools that are meant to tackle one giant minion at the same time, yeah. um, so I, I could see that matchup being quite troublesome. So against that, if, that, if you run into a lot of zub, you know that may be one of the reasons that spell hunter uh, is performing so well right now is is just partially that because my, my again my experience um, against zoo warlock has been quite negative. I've been losing to it a lot, um, and it, you know with spell hunter, it's like I've been I've been beating that deck a lot. So I am guessing they're preying yeah. on the matchups that I am I happen to be quite weak to at the moment.
0: Yeah, I played a lot of priests too, and I had no problems with, with Spell hunter when I was playing priests. So yeah, that just might be a. Um, well, I wasn't playing Dragon Priest though. I was playing like big priests and other, other
2: types of things. But
0: uh, so yeah. Anyways. But Secret, Secret Mage is
2: extremely popular on all three. Mm-hmm. three oh, yeah. Regions.
0: Yeah, but and... I, think, I, I think we're getting to the point where Secret Mage is getting countered though. You know, like Secret Mage has been good now mm-hmm. for uh, probably a solid month, maybe even more than a solid month. And you know, it's just like every cycle, right? Every meta cycle, a strong deck. Like the the proper way to to climb is to counter the strong deck, which you know I think countering secret mage has been the way to go, at least in the recent weeks. Um, yeah, but it's still good. I mean, if we're talking all ranks, right? It's a secret let's just do Legend. I mean, Secret Mage I is still... I hate
1: Secret Mage so much.
0: <laughs> That's why Cedar Secrets is being played so damn much, is because of Hunter and
1: Secret Mage. See, I, I found the key is actually just using Plated Beetle, and when they play the explosive trap, you just Plated Beetle it, and you're like, yeah. boom, yes! And I got N'Zoth Fuel later on, too.
0: Yep, exactly. You're you're definitely healer. playing him with my style too. That's exactly the type of Hearthstone I like to play too, <laughs> is to counter it that way. Um, so another thing to talk about is really the dude Paladin. I think that's been like you know the most uh, you know the most recent phenomenon. You know, and I know Dan like on the competitive Hearthstone subreddit, you know, wrote a big old article on it, and um, Muzzy as well. Like I think he convinced Muzzy to actually play it too. So uh, you know, Muzzy I think tweeted about how he he you know had his climbed legend with it or climbed high in legend with it so um yeah the dude paladin i mean this isn't you know I, I think this is kind of replacing agro paladin you know because agro paladin just like the the kind of speed of agro paladin um ended up not being uh, strong enough to withstand just how you know um just how easy it is to remove the, the minions in the end so silverhand or at least the dude paladin has more of an explosive feel to it, more so than just flooding and just like, you know, chipping you, beating you down just little by little. Uh, so what are your thoughts are uh, thoughts on this deck? I mean, is this going to be around for a while, you think, or um, this is just more of a fad? It's,
1: it's a tough question to, to answer. You know, like the metagame I still think is shaping, and we're starting to see decks emerge as the better ones. Um, but, you know, what tools can you bring to the table to really douse that? Um I definitely think Paladin is one of the stronger classes. And in my experience against it, Murloc Paladin has been a little bit stronger, I'd say. Um, but I may just be getting Megasword a lot. I think Megasword is like <laughs> a really powerful card that uh, people forget about. And just being able to, to Cold Light Seer outside of range of like Hellfire and Defiles and things like that, um, it can make it a really tough matchup for the decks that, that I personally have been playing. Um, but it seems like it's a very strong deck. It's got power plays at every step of the curve. It's got great refill. And it will outright punish you if you do not check it properly. And yeah. I think those are the makings of a very strong deck is when you, you have those tools in place.
2: Yeah, I also think it comes down to how how it is in comparison to the Murloc Paladin. If it will do better um, over time, then usually people tend to play the better version, right? And yeah. if Moloch Paladin is stronger, then people will play more Moloch Paladin. If the Dude Paladin is better, then people will prefer they're, that.
0: They're more or less along the same lines. I mean, they're the same type of deck. It's just the slight speed of it, right? And, you know, it's whether it's ones a little bit better in the early game versus the late game. Um, but we're clearly in this type of Paladin, at least this era of Paladin, is is where you know where the strength is. And uh, a control paladin is probably we're probably still a long ways. I was hoping maybe nope. you know uh, OTK paladin might <laughs> might get some more more steam here, but no, that's not. Chip just, just wants to auction master Bruno and coin people. To death. <laughs> I know, dude. Come on, man. That's the good. Die <laughs> to the power <laughs> of my exactly. money. Exactly. <laughs> four horsemen, baby. Has <laughs> died to the four horsemen. That's what I've been waiting to do. No. Um. So yeah, I, I think dude, paladin. We'll see. It maybe in the next week. I, I was thinking about like doing a spotlight next week on it. Um, but this week I feel like, you know, it's, it's kind of showing itself as, as a, um, potentially super powerful deck. And if you look at popularity, it's, it's kind of interesting because it's not very popular right now. Um, if you, if you look at popularity, I think dude paladin's like pretty far down there, which yeah, it's like, it's down here. So I think it's just starting to get, you know, we're starting to see it. Um, and if you look at the win rate, the win rate's super high for it. Look at that. It's like 57% and it's like popularity is so low. So it's like...
1: some of my thought on that is that I feel like in tournaments that that Murloc Paladin would be a little bit worse because I think you're often banning Warlock in tournaments anyway. Mm, um, okay. But like on Ladder, it's like, you know, I mean you really want to play Murlocks so that you can Megasaur uh, some, some. I'm sorry, you wouldn't really want to play uh, the Murlocs because you want to Megasaur the, War- the Warlocks. It's a weird sentence to say, there's a lot of locks in there. <laughs> um, like Megasaur is just, it's such a card that can just stomp on them in the right situation. And uh having access to to Sunkeeper Terum and to Spellbreaker with Murlocs in play, I mean sometimes mm-hmm. you just die if you get a void lord anyway. Um so I I'm curious to to see how that transition actually happens. Like the difference between ladder where you can't ban warlock and a difference in tournament where you can. Like then which one favors out?
0: Yeah, I mean situation. if you were to like let's say you were just like, trying to counter a a Silverhand paladin that's going to ban Warlock. what's the other class that's gonna do well against it? Like let me see i mean it doesn't uh, think, have that many bad matchups it's kind of crazy
1: I, I mean it is quite curious to see like um I, I would think that the dude paladin has a little bit better matchup against paladin than the murlocs does that's sort of my instinct i don't really know the matchup particularly um but i i would say that stuff that just like plays big stuff the whole way and can provide you big problems uh can be a big deal but at the same time the speed of that really douses that you know i've had a terrible time with it against uh, playing priest, unless I've had like the radiant elemental, Northshire power ward shield style opens. Right. It's been a lot less about Duskbreaker for me, and a lot more about one minion that mm-hmm. continuously sits on board and chips away stuff.
2: Yeah, that's that's divine. Also, also Silvername just recently got rank one legend with double hungry crab, zoo. Yep. <laughs> and yeah and if more people are playing that, then you yeah, wanna exactly. go away. On two servers, actually. I think he got one on NA as well.
1: Okay. Just, just so having snacks hate. daily.
0: I know, so much hate.
2: hate. <laughs> then you would uh, rather play Dude Paladin than Murloc Paladin. Yeah, definitely. Oh my well, we're
0: going to talk about some of the hate cards here and then when we take a look at stats. But, um, yeah, it's, it's funny just how... You know a lot of the hate cards are just being utilized right now, whether it's it's crabs or silences or, or or eaters or seekers and things like that. it's it's pretty wild. At least people are just fed up with these these uh, <laughs> specific types of decks
1: and that's that's a weird thought to me too, because I think the tech cards are just horrendous. Like you're giving away so much and so many other mm-hmm. matchups. To have like this one blowout win against a guy who you're not even really running into it often. Like if you're queuing into the same actual person, that makes sense to me to have like a hungry crab know. deck ready to go. Yeah. But like if you're just jamming up like rank six to ten and like you're like, I'm gonna I'm gonna hungry crab him. <laughs> Screw you guys. You're you're I'm gonna eat it and I'm gonna have a totem golem. Like, no <laughs> way, man, you're gonna run into hungry a hungry crab mate, is the next level. Yeah, and and hungry crab is Even the eater the next secrets, level. the number of mm. people that <laughs> Turn four Eater of Secrets to me when I have no secrets in my deck is just astonishing the last two weeks. I'm like, wow, you guys are really fed up with yeah, it.
0: Yeah, but that, that's because... because of the popularity. I mean, if we go back to this popularity thing, right? That's because Secret Mage is so high and Murloc Paladin's <laughs> high. And then we got Hunter somewhere down there that's starting to get popularity. That I mean, Eater of Secrets is a different story because there's a lot more hits. With that, then you know crab. Crab is literally one deck. Like you're trying to kill, and that's it. Otherwise, you get a one-two-one. One, I don't get it. Man, uh, I don't terrible. get it either way. I think they're both terrible cards and <laughs> okay. need extreme
1: circumstances to be viable. But yeah. hey, everyone's experiencing a different ladder than everybody else. That's something I else.
0: Know, I make. get. I get extreme satisfaction from eating secrets. <laughs> such good, such good feelings. Um, but okay, before we move on, guys, I want to remind you guys that we are sponsored by Sixth. Uh, this episode. Episode, And, you know, six, we've got this kind of Valentine promotion that they're doing. They've got this really cool video that they have on their uh, Facebook. It's like this Valentine's love story so that they're trying to, um, you know, kind of get people to take a look at. So I linked it in the chat. Take a look at it. Uh, but if you've never used six before, they are really great about having amazing rates for super nice cars. So it's like Valentine's tonight you know, take out your girlfriend, your wife, husband, you know, boyfriend or whatever, you know, go, go rent a, an awesome car for, you know, a super low rate. And I've used them before too. Uh, I mean, my, my story is always like we went to um, just California, Yosemite and all that stuff um, this past summer. And my wife was like, yeah, go look for rental cars, right? And then i like, okay, cool. You know, I'll go to one of these sites and show me all the rental cars. And then six kind of shows up and it's like sorted by price, you know, and it's like right at the top. And I'm like, oh, what is this, man? This just doesn't seem right. But then, of course, the frugal side of me is like, ah, who cares? It's a rental car. Let's just try it. You know, let's just do it. And then so I totally did it. I mean, it was literally like half the price. It's great. Service is awesome. It does, you know, is definitely um, uh, very, very happy with uh, uh, just customer you know just everybody at the at the desk and everything and and nothing that was you know to be honest like nothing too different from you know any of the other other um companies i've used in the past and you know get it for half the price and get a better car too pretty hard to beat guys so uh definitely check out six and of course they're sponsoring the show so you know they're just an awesome company
1: it's like hungry crab and the Murlocs every day. That,
0: that's right. That's right. All right. Let's talk about some stats. So last week, we, you know, we we kind of like tried to pull some stats from the first few hours of the patch, which you know we can only get so much, you know, in in that particular case. But um, you know, now we've got a week to to really take a look at just how things have changed. And um, you know, what I tried to do is I tried to pull some relative stats. So I, I pulled basically stats from a month ago you know, at this time of the uh, season, just so we would have the equal sample size. You know, we had you just had an end of season two, like where this expansion came out. So wanted to make sure that the samples were, were pretty similar. And, um, you know, this is kind of the things that we saw. You know, we were just talking about Eater Secrets. And we're, when we took basically Legend to rank five, uh, just really how the popularity and win rates changed for um, uh, the, uh, you know, the, the cards individually. And uh, this is pretty much what we saw. And I, I kind of put some blue and green stuff just around some things just to highlight uh you know the hate cards that we said way more popular we're talking about 11 12 percent more popular uh you know since the patch and then same with Sandy. spellbreaker too um so that was that was pretty interesting any of these things kind of stand out to you the, you know if it's very clear that corridor creeper took a huge hit and and patches of course uh bone mirror much less um yeah, I think Anduin's down here just purely because Anduin wasn't played in many decks except for, you know, obviously the one or the Raza Priest. Uh, but anything stand out to you guys, like in terms of what you see here?
1: Well, I, I'm still surprised there's so many people playing Corridor Creeper in patches. Like, only going down by a third, like, oh my gosh, I've just disenchanted them I, can't, <laughs> yeah. I don't even yeah, have them too.
0: anymore. Me too, yeah. Yeah, you know, I think maybe. sometimes it takes some time, you know? Like, maybe some people just don't have cards either. You know, so they they still play. It's not terrible. They didn't I read mean, the patch notes and they they see it's oh, a two on. five. They're like, Wait, what? I this mean, was still, it's still mana free. It's still free. I mean, f- potentially, it's still free and it's a 2.5. Yeah. Like,
2: How is yeah, it cool. not on there? Isn't Razan like minus a hundred percent or something?
0: Uh,
1: oh, it was Roger. actually it was actually more than minus a hundred percent was the problem.
2: Yeah. Um, so... Um <laughs>
0: Well Raza Raza right
1: put it on the chart.
0: Yeah. Raza
2: uh, Nobody plays death card anymore, that's for sure. Yeah, well that's that's that, sure.
0: that might have been what it was. It just literally didn't show up. Yeah. <laughs> it's not being played, period. Yeah. Sixteen hundred
1: dust. Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> Let's go. A, Mine was the first point. hour. Sixteen hundred dust. Let's go.
0: Yeah, that's that's a really exist. good point. I don't know why I don't know why Raza didn't show up here. We uh, might have to <laughs> might have to take a look at that again. But People,
2: everyone still plays Raza, that's why.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm quite surprised that Bone Bear like is just really not that <coughs> good anymore. Like I've run into it a couple times and I I played a little bit myself. And man, 8 mana is a world of difference. Like when your opponent gets their 7 mana turn to handle stuff, it just yeah. unlocks so many more opportunities for basically every single deck to get ahead of you. Um like looking at Big Priest for instance, they it's a turn they psychic scream or they play a, a spellstone. Uh against um <clears throat> Rogue for instance, a lot of times it's a turn they gadgets an auctioneer uh now at this stage. Against Paladin like uh, you know, you're probably pretty tough to land a Bone Mare against a deck that's just going really wide and, and having the threat of Taram turn after turn after turn from there. Like you yeah. have to do so much work to check the board, and that card moving from seven to eight mana makes it compete with Lich King, and you have to look at your deck and go, Do I want Lich King or do I want Bone Mare? Do I maybe want both? And that's that's a yeah. way different card when you're not going Bone Mare into Lich King to force that removal from your opponent, force a response from them, and then follow up with the big value card. Right. That card took quite a big hit on just the one mana move. It reminds me a lot of the way that Spreading Plague worked
0: yeah oh well, I mean of course it's going to take a hit and actually I don't even think it's taken that big of a hit um you know I we'll, we'll see that bonemere could still have it could go up you know over time especially with an expansion coming out if we can fill in that kind of six and seven gap in more um more classes, then Bowme might have a, a you know just a place right but right now yeah. just having to to have that open turn on seven i mean that, that's much harder Seven's always been a tough uh, place in hearthstone you know like if you had a class that has a great seven drop that generally was one of it was going to be a p- powerful deck or you're going to actually get a lot of play in it so we used to all have
1: one. Oh
0: well I yeah but I, you know, now i'm talking <laughs> class cards so i'm not talking about like yeah yeah exactly um you know one one thing uh, another thing to notice too or another thing to point out and it's not really something that just recently happened is that spellbreaker you know obviously is like popular went up nine percent but it went up the rank delta only went up one and that's because it used to be number two, and now it's number one. So Spellbreaker's been popular for so long, and it's still obviously super popular. I mean, is this, is this the right way to deal with, like, Cube blocks and Control Locks? Because that's pretty much the only thing I'm thinking about, like, why it's being so popular right now.
2: Yeah, seven's pretty good. Also, like, you run now Double Spellbreaker in some Cube block lists. yeah. Now that you don't have to run mountain giants anymore. Just put the mirror. It's just it's just, nuts it's just to me. Like 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 how, how we discussed earlier, one way to beat Warlock is to kill them. And once you have the board, the only way to get through a voidlord is most of the time a spellbreaker. Like how else do you give them the finishing blow? And that's probably the main reason why people even play spellbreaker. Just to finish off a demon lock or a cube lock. Yeah. yeah that, I mean yeah, that's what that's sure. what it
1: feels like to me too. Like it's hard to fight that matchup from like an attrition standpoint. At <laughs> a certain level you're like, "Uh, okay, he's going to have like 14 taunts in a row. So, how do I get through this?" And mm-hmm. spellbreaker's and eh, maybe it's a lazy answer, but maybe it's an effective answer at the same time. Um I like, like, just
2: don't have any any uh, like polymorph or yeah,
0: hacks. There's nothing you I mean, there really isn't anything you can do about. It. I mean, it's either they get four taunt or You know, they and you're basically done if they get four taunts. If if you're any kind of aggro deck, or yeah, you just try to silence and go through. I mean, it's just
2: better than removing it. Like an equality or something doesn't get you through it, or like a deadly shot. You need the silence.
1: You're going to be on one side of the fence. You're either going to be the guy who's silencing it and attacking them, or you're going to be the guy who's going way greedier than that. And you're going to be like, have your Void Lords. I'm going to outlast that and have even more stuff at the end. And that's that. When you have that sort of uh, divide, I really think that's one of the reasons why it's so popular. Is you're going to see people going for the more simple answer than experimenting a lot and taking a lot of tough losses because your deck's built wrong, and then figuring out, well, it's good versus warlock, but now it's not as good versus the other stuff. Like it's a lot of work to build a deck like that. I think, um, yeah. and I've seen a couple players try to do it, and I've you know watched streams for you know sometimes three or four hours at a time while a guy continues to tune a deck. And at the end, he goes, oh, it doesn't work. And he scraps it, <laughs> it goes back work. to control Warlock.
2: Yeah, <laughs> back to control. Right, but, right. but also Rin is such a huge problem. You can't outgrade Rin. Like, one of the only ways to outgrade it with a different class than Warlock is to Skarking Geist to get rid of the mm-hmm. Pact and then silence the Rin, else you lose to Rin every time. It's such a frustrating card to play against.
1: I, I love Rin. I, I do I, too. I think Rin is actually like, like I mean, Rin. It's a big mana sink, and like having the opportunity to like pressure your opponent while they're trying to go for it um, oftentimes puts you in a situation where you're like, well, can I get trapped by a different outcome here, or should I just let him commit to this and slowly build the pressure and try to kill him? Um, I feel like it adds a really interesting deck-building dynamic to it, where if you expect to face Rin quite often, um, you should have some sort of pressure plan in mind, or you should be packing away to, to fight adequately against Rin. Because one of the biggest problems I've had is when I play Rin, they print it or they faceless it. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> like, oh, oh, wow, <laughs> yeah. Cause like sometimes I play it and I'm like, if they silence this, it's not a big deal. I have pressure to follow this up. And then they just copy it. And I'm like, oh, game just got yeah. weird. All right. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's figure this
0: out. No, definitely. And the thing about Ren for me is that I just like different types of wind conditions, you know, and we don't have that much variety, you know, in, in Hearthstone. So when we can actually, you know have have a card like this and you have to be really careful with it you know like you can't just make it crazy powerful cuz then it just becomes stupid but i think right now where ren's at it's great you know like uh, i'm i'm waiting for the day where you know ren is something you know especially in tournament play where you know, we might have been able to see it, just the scenario just never came up really at Worlds or anything like that. Is where you have ren and you're just like trying to rush down, you know, like to get you know, just like burn your opponent's deck because that's literally their win condition is like in their deck, right? And you're you're trying to play this like different way. Like Rin normally is just just a way to extend the game to like, you know, the the longest it can possibly be and win that kind of greedy game. But ren becoming like a win condition, you know, in, in the first 10, 11 turns is actually really intriguing to me too. So it's like, um, it's like
1: the classic StarCraft battle where you're trying yeah. to wall
0: off the ramp before the <laughs> exactly. get in. Exactly. Repair, <laughs> you're like, how much time do the, I the have? Depot. Can I block it up? <laughs> exactly, <my stuff? laughs> repair the the, the supply <laughs> depot. Yeah, exactly. So um, I don't know. It's kind of good. It just it can be very toxic if it's not you know like done correctly. But right now, I don't think it's too bad. You know, like I think a lot of Rindex I- just lose. To. That, that to
1: me is going to be the trouble with any alternate win condition style of card is mm-hmm. that if it happens too often it's not exciting anymore like the fact that Rin happens so rarely um, from a realistic standpoint like how many games did you get Rin'd out uh, <laughs> like one out of like 10,000 maybe um, and, and that's I think that's even being liberal with the estimate uh, mm. if you have it happen to say like one out of every 20 games it's like oh, now it's just really ugly and not exciting anymore because I just die to this thing I can't stop sometimes um, you, so I, th- I think I like, I'm like i satisfied with where that card's at right now it's a big mana sink and it's quite a weak card in a lot of matchups
0: Gar you run into it a lot
2: like you, you in tournaments them, really. especially in tournament most games are decided by Rin especially really? Mirror like well, Demon well, Mirror, mirror comes sure. down yeah
0: for sure Mirror c- does it
2: literally yeah. comes down to who draws Rin first wins the game mm-hmm. nothing else matters you have Stonewall again you full, mur- yeah, you full, Mulligan for Stonehill and Rin, and whoever gets it first wins. <laughs>
1: I've played a lot of Rin. I crafted Golden Rin on day one, so I do. You, you crafted I can feel golden what I talking Rin?
2: about. You oh, my so cool. oh, my It's so cool. It's super cool, yeah.
0: It is cool, but man. That's-
2: <laughs> That's yeah, the, I that, want that's, to hard-core, that's hardcore, dude. That's hardcore, I just want to blow up their deck. That's
1: just
0: hardcore. <laughs> no man. kidding. And then you draw the weapon, and you're like, Fuck.
2: <laughs> "Well, then you got to get two rins Then you got to get it's two awkward. rins, I saw your tweet about that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was that was good. That was Honestly, good I fun. mainly pay rent for the value. It's just it's just so much value in one card.
0: Just yeah. a lot of stuff to do. I, that's what I like about it. True. All right, let's take a look at classes. How classes are affected. All right. Um, I think biggest. Class that got affected was rogue. I mean, kind of the theme of this this episode, at least the title of this episode. Uh, so it dropped in popularity fourteen point you know one three percent, and um, I mean by far the biggest. Obviously, uh, druid took a hit, priest took a hit. Um, you know, druid obviously Aggro druid took the biggest hit um, from from that. So agro druid clearly was a very popular deck too. Uh, but rogue, you know, rogue. I think we're going to see a, a pretty big change. Um, you know, in in the coming future, and we're kind of seeing it in the mist right now. Like we we saw this Temper rogue, obviously being one of the dominant decks, and then we saw this little window where Kingsbane Rogue was was getting played, and it was like an interesting discussion, and a lot of pros were like, "Oh man, I didn't realize this deck was so cool," you know. So a lot of you know, it, it was kind of rising a little bit in popularity, and then it's pretty much been shut down since the the uh, the, the nerfs nerf came nerf, Man, it's yeah, like, exactly right. What do you do the to them? Yeah, They're so yeah, what do you guys think the future rogue is then? Like Miracle, Quest? I mean, what do you guys think?
2: Miracle I, I, seems to be the most realistic one. I with the say.
0: Feldor, with the Feldoris and the the you know, just getting those four 4s you know, four fours down or whatever. Honestly,
2: I I got destroyed uh, by a maligos rogue who played really bad. Like Everyone was agreeing. He, like he did some really big misplays, <laughs> and he still ended up OTK, Yeah, and he still ended up OTKing me with like just Barnes pulling Maligos and just you know shift shift. Oh, he, had now, like he had Barnes. Too? I mean, it's Barnes. Holy I mean, crap, like I yeah, yeah, But he had also like the Cobalt, like the double spell power Cobalt. He played that and then Shadow Step on that, and then oh, that's kind of cool. Like oh, it, it was, it was so much. Like he really misplayed a lot, and then yeah, Valera of course as well. And then, yeah, yeah. then you can just spam, you can just spam, like, the Sinister Strikes and whatnot. Like, it was so easy, like, for him to kill me. It was, That's it was, actually,
1: like, quite interesting. Yeah. The idea of, like, Shadow Stepping and evolve Kobold and then playing two of those in the same turn with Valeera, yeah, and then trying to blow him up, that?
2: Hmm, yeah. yeah.
1: I kind of
0: like that. Yeah, idea. I mean, there's a lot of combos that are, you know, two-card combos that are still great in Rogue. So I'm not worried about Rogue. I'm just kind of curious as to, you know, to what direction we're going to take, because Rogue's been... You know, obviously, powerful. I think, pow- powerful,
2: but- I, think <laughs> I think people underestimated how powerful patches was in rogue, yeah. and how powerful burglar was as a class. No, did did they underestimate it? Um, no, no, they didn't underestimate it. it no, was quite good. Yeah. Um, no, how much it will affect rogue as a class? That's oh what I yeah,
1: mean. I mean it definitely affected rogue as a class, and, and that's part of like you know the liability that Blizzard has to live with when they when they nerf cards as well. You know, they yeah, designed them. They designed the entire metagame with those cards in mind. And so when they have to go and change them because they're just getting out of hand, you look at it and you go, well, now what do we do? Like we'd have to change so much stuff to to make it like seem fair or even or where we intend it to be. Mm-hmm. That's just a colossal task. Like that's, it's just not going to happen when you have to change cards. Um, so I, I'm also in the camp of that. I think Rogue's going to have to undergo some sort of evolution here where we have to see something else happen. And I'm, I'm quite happy with that because Tempo Rogue to me just didn't feel very Roguelike. It was just mm-hmm. like play stuff and hit them. And I'm like, oh, your cards say combo, but like, what do they, they just kill stuff and attack more. Like, oh, uh, not for me. I, I don't really know how you design rogue as a class for Hearthstone, honestly. Like, how do you capture that feeling? And what do you want it to do? And what is it supposed to do? Like, I definitely don't want it to be gadgets auctioneer best deals anywhere for the next four years. <laughs>
0: Um, well, you know, I mean, I'd, I'd like
1: to see some other, some alternate Gadgetzan style cards for
0: Rogue. I mean, why hasn't that card come up on lists of Hall of Fames? Like, you know, you know that that's been coming up recently, right? Where it's Dan or whatever talking about. You know, so, you know, the designers have been asking me, "What's Hall of Fame?" And like Gadgetzan, like that used to be one one of the cards that a lot of people have said, uh, you know, basically retire or Hall of Fame. Yet, that doesn't come up anymore. And so, I, I just kind of feel like it's just been accepted that. It's a rogue card, basically, <laughs> you know. And at times, you know, maybe maybe druids can utilize it too. But for the most part, yeah, it, it's been so important to uh, classes, especially ones like rogue that have cheap spells.
1: I want to see more cheap spells, which is why I want auctioneer gone. You just can't print a lot of cheap spells while auctioneer's there. Yeah, like, everything's a minion right now. Like, and I'm okay with that. I think minions are cool, but um, it's like. Man, I just, I really want some cheap, powerful spells that do really cool stuff. And it's so hard to exist with Auctioneer.
2: It always reminds me of what Colento said that um, the cheapest spells are actually the most skill intensive cards in the game Mm -hmm. because you can use them all the time in so many different ways. Decision
0: making. Yeah. Like you always have to make a decision on that card. Yeah, that's a good point.
2: It's a really good point. Um,
0: Okay. So uh, some more stuff here. Shaman, you know, we were talking about it earlier, the win. Percentage is up seven percent. It's like the biggest winner actually. The popularity hasn't changed much, but the win percentage has gone up quite a bit. Um, wow, we got seen because of Gara seventy percent yeah, win rate right, on man. multiple that's, servers. Elemental Shaman, of
2: course, manipulating <laughs> stats. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, look at Mage. I mean, I think Mage has continued to be good, so that's why you didn't see much of an uh, increase in win rate. But you saw the popularity go up a ton uh same with paladin i think agro paladin's been replaced by dude paladin now so that's helped at least the the drop off there uh in, in my
1: opinion you look at these numbers and you see them side by side and you go man things are, look fairly balanced right now but again you have to take into account like this is uh not going to be reflective of like what tournaments end up looking like because you craft lineups specifically to do certain things and that oftentimes mm-hmm. requires you to have warlocks so that either your opponent bans it or when they don't you can punish them
0: mm-hmm. uh, we really talk in balance when warriors like 40 I mean we talked about Rogue. Rogue's got some potential figuring something out, but Warrior, what has Warrior got like on the well, horizon? That, like That's a great that's a
1: great question. You know, yeah. I I think that when they nerfed fiery war axe and then they also nerfed patches and then you also don't make pirate and aggro cards because it was so powerful, you end up in a spot where you're like you're waiting uh, it's like it, there's there's got to be a, a worse piece on the board right like even in chess it's like the queen is better than a knight period like sometimes the knight's better but most of the time the queen's better um it's like when you have pieces that do different things there's there has to by definition be a worst one so yeah. it's just it's a matter of just rotating that around it's impossible to get a perfect fifty 50 balance across the board and do you even really want that like I I like that stuff shines sometimes and that some stuff waits in the back burner. And then also you have to consider like the people who like the underdog factor. Like they want to play worse classes so that they feel like their wins are more important. It's literally how my fiance plays card games. She likes I'm, playing the be- the worst decks. And I'm like, I, I t- bought I'm, you the cards for the better ones. Like, why
0: are you doing this? I, I definitely have my moments where I like to play Hearthstone in that way too. But Warrior, I mean, <laughs> even playing that way, Warrior, I've struggled with just coming up with something that that's even fun. To be honest, like not, not not even like Dead Man's Hand Warrior is very fun to play. You know these these days. So well, that's subjective. Uh, I lo- don't. You talk about uh, Dead Man's Hand that God. way. It's like so all I want to do is blow other stuff. Uh, I wish I could. I never get to that point. They kill me before <laughs> I, I get a chance. I can use like one Dead Man's Hand. That's about all I get to do. It's like this ain't fun. This is like <laughs> I'm supposed to be able to play like you know like ten Dead Man's Hand and then just win the game. That'd be like amazing. No. Um, okay. Well, let's uh, move on. Pat, Maybe look at some matchups here. Uh,
2: yeah, you know, like that. that Guard,
0: you sounded
1: like you something you want to
0: touch yeah, on. Yeah, 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 go ahead.
2: Yeah. I feel like long-term wise, uh, with the standard rotation, I really want to see every class to have at least one playable deck. I think that would be very cool. I think that is doable. That like every class has at least it's, one deck that is yeah. not like, you know, that is playable on ladder. That would be cool. Like it's very frustrating when you look at shaman or like hunter for the past two years, like before now. Like, it was unplayable for like two years. I think that's, I don't know, that's kind of sad. I think you have this class, you know, like, what do I do? You can't even hit legends. It wasn't
0: that long ago that Shaman was, some, you know, like, the Evolve Shaman was playable for a little bit. Um,
2: I mean, the Shaman was in, yeah. was in tournament winning. Yeah, when he it was decent. Yeah. I'm not it talking was, about Shaman. You know,
0: like, in right? Uh, it was even pretty. Hunter was
2: actually unplayable for two years. That Hunter was like definitely was. Yeah, Hunter. No you, question. You couldn't reach Legend with it. Like it's like dedicated an entire month to to get Legend. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if yeah, you that remember. Was that was every much. version. Yes. He got to rank three, the highest. Yeah, that, was I mean that's just
1: sad. It was really bad. I mean, there's no question about that. I, that's and that's to me really like the one thing you want to avoid is just having classes be like in the dumpster. And something yeah. happens when a class gets too overpowered. And so, you know, you look back to how they addressed nerfs in the past, like, you know, Shaman did get the Spirit Clause nerf, but I think it needed I think it needed like multiple changes at that time. And like Spirit Claws honestly might have even been able to like stay how it was if you just addressed like their ultra powerful cards like totem golem and at the Buccaneers time it was yeah. he was a three six guy that like made all your totems bigger like that guy was a big problem for a long time it was like shaman had so many powerful 100%. cards that it ended up take it ended up taking like weak hits in in expansion after expansion because if you did anything shaman related it just would have like it just would have been a disaster how powerful that
2: deck would have been but I, reason- I think the hex nerf actually the timing was really bad like when it's it's uh, like shaman feels now so agree, bad yeah, just yeah. because of hex. Like you you don't really want to play control shaman just because it doesn't work with the overload. Like back in the days, it, it made sense with the overload that hex cost a free mana for a lot of situations in place. And now it really feels wrong to play for mana. I mean, yeah. what
0: what is a control shaman win condition these days? You know, like what is it? Is a giant related? Is it like what is? I don't even know what it is. That's, a, that's a great question. Yeah, it's like the, right now it's next expansion. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, for a while, it was like Bloodlust is a win condition. Now, not, even Bloodlust isn't even a winning condition. Now, like we're you know like that, that that elemental deck you're playing is just your standard tempo deck that has no burst at the end. So it's kind of like you know that that's the biggest thing that it's lacking. And you know these totem themes and these freeze themes doesn't really show me any kind of potential for uh, a win with
1: that. The freeze theme feels really wacky to me. Like I don't I don't yeah. quite understand it. I put a lot of stock like, into like flavor and design of stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, I saw the freeze guys and I was like, what? I don't
2: Like, how much does it even need to get to be remotely playable? Like, how many freeze cards? Like, in theory, how do you even do that? Like, your opponents (laughs) are trying to, like, Leroy and Bone marry you, and you're, like, trying to freeze stuff? Like
0: I mean, the freeze things are great. If we actually had a win condition for a control (laughs) shop, we don't even have a win condition. So it's like, okay, I can freeze you guys. And then you just kill me, like, in the end, because I have no way of winning. I'm just, like
1: yeah i feel like that one three weapon that blows up the freeze minion when you hit it like i feel like that should make you immune when you attack like the minions yeah you back like
0: i know shaman gets one at at one (laughs) man
1: it's little things it's little things and i guarantee you like well i can't guarantee you this but it's like it's like the admirable personal guarantee not like the actual this is truth guarantee is that somewhere in design it's like they cannot get the amount of volume that the hearthstone public gets you know like Blizzard doesn't have the internal practice of being able to use HS replay data and copy decks and build them that way. They have a, a smaller design team of people who have to get in as many reps as they can to balance this stuff. And so a lot of it probably is theory and, and well, do uh, they, you know ticking things. But Do they have you know,
0: p- certain people assigned to certain classes
1: or no? Um, you know? Maybe not to certain classes, but probably like a balance and design team. But even if you think about it, day one of the expansion, hour one of the expansion, there's more games played on, in the public than there are in the entirety of Hearthstone internally. Like in the first hour of release, like like millions of games are getting played, and internally, like how could you ever get millions of games? You'd have to have like 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 a hundred thousand employees to be able to do that.
0: Yeah, but still, I mean, all right, what part of what part of Free has told them that that was going to match up against Cube <laughs> and think you know what I mean? Like that, that there's Did, such you, a Cube huge... a deck they landed on. It took us like
1: you know a good. Like three weeks as as the public whole of millions and millions and millions of games with the data being tracked. Like those decks they creep up, and I mean, they may
2: have been intended design. I mean, they maybe they don't reach that way. Inside. When we when we visited the headquarters and we were talking like with with Brod and stuff, they they said they're usually focusing on uh, the combos. Like they're playtesting a lot with Maligos, like mostly Maligos, just to avoid that everything anything is possible with like with that to OTK someone.
0: Yeah, but when you know. when you cheat mana, I mean, that's going to be super strong. I mean, we've talked about cheating mana for a long time, even in terms of ramp, and and, and yeah. right? now we're we're talking about a theme, an actual expansion theme being cheat mana, and you know when when one one class doesn't get that, then there's going to be a huge issue. You know, we're we're talking like you know four mana seven seven means back in the day. But at least you had three overload. Nowadays, you're getting four mana, seven, seven-ish type of power for no nothing. I mean, like, like literally no, no, he, like big penalty or at all.
2: You know, it's because gonna... the spells are too weak. Like for example, priest got psychic scream as a remover, which is the best board in the game. Yeah, and at the other classes, didn't. <laughs>
0: it's like, what do you do? What does the Shaman do? Uh, Mage got some, but yeah.
1: psychic scream is like, I just read it and I'm like.
0: It is.
2: But... Why? <laughs> and that yeah. was at a time where Razakus Priest was the best deck in the game, and it's then they get Psychic than and Scream, nether. and then they get Psychic Scream. It like it's science. better than Twisting Nether,
0: and it's cheaper than it. Like I don't. I, I... <laughs> so, <laughs> so so Psychic Scream, like I think in a vacuum is yeah, it's just insane, ridiculous, and we did see it. You know, we did see some of the you know the the power of it when when uh, you know Razakus Priest was. Um, you know, super powerful. But now, you know, in more of like a temple-based priest, you know, that that card doesn't have a play. Like that we bear, we don't play that card in spiteful summer priests, and you don't know, play that card in, in like dragon, right? So. um doesn't stop the well, fact that it's broke. It's broken. You know? I'm playing it in dragon. Yeah. I'm actually. Oh, you are playing it in dragon, dragon really? really? Okay. I actually don't have dragon wow. fire potion, and I do
1: have psychic scream.
0: What? That's okay. That's it's been crazy. Insane. That's that okay. I don't snowballed. think that
1: makes sense. But... Man, you just stick a bunch of void walkers and stuff in their deck, and you're like, have fun. It's, yeah, your next draws hard. are going to be going to be yeah. really great, top notch draws with those kobolds and mistresses and and uh, and void walkers <laughs> that you got from that void All right. All By right. the way, here's my dusk
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah all right well um uh, let's see why don't we talk a little bit about some news kind of move on from uh you know talking about stats but uh we've got some news you know in terms of tempo storm too so um i mean it's I something like i kind of knew about so I, I wasn't actually sure if the news was already out or not but then i saw the actual official announcement so amnesiac and Chalky are joining tempo storm amnesiac as a player Chalky as a coach So, um, you know, that, that kind of completes, uh, you know, this, I don't know, this kind of three man team, I guess, you know, of, of, you know, a Temple Storm that's going to be competing, I guess, for HTT with Amnesiac and, uh, I guess with Saiyan and Muzzy and then Chalky coaching them. This is basically a play group that, that's always, you know, uh, collaborating together anyways. So it made sense that they would, you know, kind of join the same team. Uh, yeah. Thoughts on, I mean, Gar, you're, you're obviously associated with Temple Storm too. So, um, you know. Thoughts on just these guys joining te- the team, and what, you, what do you think of uh, maybe them as as
2: a team for HCT? I mean, they're all really good players. I <laughs> yeah. think everyone knows that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like if you're if you're following <laughs> if you're following HCT, I mean, it's impossible to not have heard about them. It's kind of like yeah, yeah. I mean, especially Mazzy is like he was underrated for many years. I feel like. Like the pro community knew him, but he was still very underrated. Like all these players that are very good and don't have a big win from like, I don't know, didn't win dream hacks or whatever, they're like they go unnoticed and are underrated for so long. It's crazy. It's kinda of like Crane, the same. It's like there's many players like that. And Muzzy is like definitely one of the best in the world. And yeah. Yeah,
0: 2017 was huge for Muzzy. You know, like Muzzy finished like number one a ladder, I don't know how many times <laughs> in two thousand sixteen and fifteen. But 2017 is where he actually, you know, finally got win. You know, like the the huge win, the breakout win. You know, at HCT, and um, so you know, he's definitely past that point. I mean, it's the same Muzzy, really. Like, I, I never thought he really choked or anything like that. You know, like that was the whole big. Thing that you know caused by casters or not, about you know having a stigma about and just not doing well at, at these tournaments, but, <laughs> yeah. No, but you know, he's, he's kind of gotten over that. Obviously, every much more popular now. You know, I'm sure his stream is more popular now, too. Um, yeah, admirable. You know, I guess your thoughts.
1: Well, I to me, this is like one of the first big steps I think it's been taken with Hearthstone teams in quite a while. Um, where teams they don't hire coaches because a lot of them. They see it as like impractical. It's like, well, how does a coach help you in Hearthstone? If you're that good, could you do it? And the answer to that sometimes is yes. But sometimes coaches have different angles where they help you prepare uh, lineups or they help you figure out what the actual best decks are. And then the player's focus can be pure execution. Like, their job is to learn the matchups and how those actually function. And the coach's job is to help figure out what the actual best win rate on the lineup is going to be. There's a ton of work that goes into figuring out that sort of stuff. And I've seen Chalky do it firsthand. He is brilliant at it, and he really takes into account uh, just about every factor that you can imagine when helping prepare people for lineups. Like, um, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say this, but he helped a lot with, uh, like, <laughs> Osaka and Orange when, when they had their tournament in China. He helped them build what their lineup was and and what their strategy was going into it. Those guys' focus of the job was to execute in the particular matchups. I think that's a really important role for someone to have because it takes a lot of stress off the player of figuring out what lineup do I want to play? And you have somebody who's there to help guide you and say, I think these are the lineups that you should consider the most. And here's the one that I think is the best. And so you take that stress away from having to build a lineup and prepare for a tournament. Instead, you focus purely on the execution aspect.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of people underestimate how much time you have to invest in finishing a high ladder. For example, for HCT, like you yeah. basic like if you have to ladder every single day for ten hours, and that is without playing tournaments, you don't have time oftentimes to do spreadsheets and you know analyze matchups and and whatnot. Figure like find new decks. That's also like a lot of work. Like scout what are other people playing, and in an optimal world, you have someone else doing that for you, and then you have the absolute optimal. Preparation for tournaments, and you can focus on play testing and, you know, just playing well. And yeah, yeah.
0: and you know, like as a team, you know, picking up a, a coach, you know, a coach isn't necessarily something someone you have to send out to all the events either, you know, so. I would say that even having a coach, not only I don't know what salary coaches normally make, but even just from an expense standpoint, I don't even think it would be that expensive to have a coach. So it makes you wonder, yeah, why, why don't more teams have one? You know, because it totally makes sense. And um, you know, Chalky in particular, you know, he's totally a numbers guy too. You know, like making spreadsheets, analytics, crunching numbers, and um, you know, he's proven as, even as a player that he's he has a, a you know immense understanding of this game. And like you said, he, he's probably been a big part of a lot of success for a lot of other big name players right now. So um, you know, it fits really well. Chalky, I think, has gonna been kind of finding that spot for him himself, I think, in the the community. and I think this is like a perfect one for him.
1: I also think it's just important with the timing of uh, the new team-based stuff for HCT yeah. as well, mm-hmm. where the top teams are going to be getting uh, extra earnings for for placing as a top team. And Tempo Storm clearly has a focus on getting as much of an edge as they possibly can. And that puts everyone else on notice. If you don't have top players and you don't have a coach who can work with those guys, how are you going to take first place? Um, if they're the team out there that cares the most about it and they're putting in the most work, I would have to say that they are the favorite to take first place in the team standings.
0: Yeah, there's still a lot of good players, you know, like that are available. I, I think that 2018 is, you know, a, a very opportunistic year for any teams that, will, you know, will really want to try to get into HTT early. You know, this is the year to do it, guys, because I think by when 2019 comes out, we're going to see the team aspect of HTT be upgraded. And it's just going to be like a no-brainer that teams and organizations should get back into Hearthstone, you know, from that standpoint. And then you'll you know be left with definitely much smaller player pool to pick from. Right now we've got some of the best players in the world still looking for teams. You know, and um, you know if you're listening, you should probably think about that too. <laughs> it's because Hearthstone seems to be heading in that direction.
1: It, be... it feels that way to me for sure. Yeah, yeah,
0: which is exciting. I think that's really really cool. Like, kind of getting away from the individual based Hearthstone is is something that shouldn't just be like gimmicky. You know, like we see like one or two events a season or even just even the world, the, the global games, you know, it's like, it'd be good to, to see, um, you know, an HCT type of, um, uh, investment into it. And then, you know, you'll see companies, you know, kind of, kind of reconsidering, you know, what their, uh, value proposition is for, uh, yeah. you know, picking up players in the Hearthstone space.
1: It's like a big difference between something being important and something being uh, mm-hmm. a highlight.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Okay, well, that's, I mean, any other bit of news that we might have missed? I don't think so. Right? It's been a pretty quiet week, other than that. Um,
2: you know, uh, they something. announced um, right before the show, they announced the wild tournament is coming back.
0: Right. Oh, I didn't see that. Okay. Oh, so, yeah. oh, it's cool. It's coming back. I was wondering when they're going to do another one. I mean, the first one was so successful, right? And then they, they didn't do another one. <laughs> like, so uh, I hope it's not just one time a year type of thing.
2: Okay, where is it? I didn't see it. What I really like is they're doing now multiple open qualifiers for it instead of you have to finish like top 100 Legend or something in Wild. So pretty much everyone who has the collection can participate in it. And I think it's much better than previous. yeah.
1: I, I like that system better of the open qualifiers because it alleviates a lot of the time pressure for professionals out there who want to try their hand at it as well. You know, if you have to finish Legend on multiple servers to try to get your best finish possible and then also finish Legend in Wild, like that's just, I, where do you have time for that? There's not enough hours of the day. Um, so I like, I like the open tournament system for qualifiers uh, on these styles of events. And I think that this is something I would like, personally would like to see a lot more of.
0: Okay, so sign up and compete in your region's open qualifiers February 18th. Um, and the qualifiers will take place, I, I guess the deadline is February 18th. And then the qualifiers take place the 22nd through the 25th, and then March 1st through 4th. Okay, there will be two 128 player Swiss brackets per region per week with best of three matches in conquest. That's cool. That's definitely great. And then top 16, uh, eight from each bracket, will duke it out in the single elimination playoff to determine who moves on to the regional playoffs. Okay, so yeah. And it's cool. open deck lists. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool too. I like, I kind of like the open deck list thing. I'm not
2: sure yet what to think about it. If that's I'm always better. torn. Like
0: there's just there's yeah. benefits and
1: consequences I mean, I, to both sides.
0: I like having a. I mean, the the main reason why I like it is just because it's different too. You know, like we we definitely have. Just our our you know normal kind of everybody knows the decks,
1: in other it's also. It's also just definitely more fair until we get in-client support for it as well.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: it's very difficult to check something like that if you don't have in-client support, unless the deck lists are open.
0: Wait, so eight finalists for the? Okay, so first is wait eight thousand dollars. Is that it? Really? (laughs) I thought it was. I thought the prize for last year's was much more than that.
1: I think I, I don't know what last year's was. I mean, my instinct would have been that it was a 25K prize pool. Really? Oh, I thought it was more than that for some reason. It's um, not bad for going through one bracket and then one more bracket, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess not.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's just open. Like, you don't have, like, the way you qualify for this is you queue up our It's single
2: <laughs> So it's. I, I wonder it's, how but... many people will actually participate in that. Like, when I checked yeah. earlier, the know registration. It, you don't think so? Not so many people signed up. Oh, where well, you can actually registration? Let's see where is it
0: right? I mean,
2: Champion's gonna register. Wild champion,
0: champion coming yeah, right dude. now.
2: Heck yeah, dude! I wonder how many people actually have like now a, a full wild collection. You know.
0: All right. Battlefy, yeah, it's Battlefy. Where's? Where do you see participants? Here we go. Okay. Oh my yeah. god. Asia is the place to go, guys. Let's let's. Like, <laughs> get on that, dude. Get <laughs> well, easy, all dude. over that, man. Do so you have you to have residents it. in that Seven region to register four. players? Oh my so god! Have have I don't, I don't know. That's directed. a good. That's a good that's question. What time is
1: difference right now? Like right here, it's it's two in the afternoon in Asia. What time does that make it? They're probably just not awake right now.
0: Yeah, I guess
2: it, it literally did just get. Yeah, there. it's six a.m. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Sure.
1: So the, that, those seven guys—they're they, the—they're the, they're the <laughs> grinders who are out there playing right now, and they go, <laughs> like, gosh, you know, dude, "Hot dog! I've got it! Like, I've got it!" Registration close. That that registration now, guys. <laughs> I've got Fugan and Stalag. All right, I'm gonna sign up for this right now. In right <laughs> the morning, everyone's gonna log exactly. in and go, "Buy to disenchant my Oh
2: man, let's see. I, I don't even know what so the best free classes are in, st- in 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 Wild.
1: I'm going to hey. guess that Priest is pretty up there. And I'm going to guess that Warlock <laughs> is pretty up there. That's
0: just... <laughs> yeah, those are pretty wild guesses there. Um, I don't think I see anything about having to be in the... I don't know. We'll have to see the rules for it, but I don't know. Potentially, you could... I mean, Vigara, you're one of the people that can choose between whichever ones you want to play in,
2: probably. No, nah, not... I think I can only play on Euro. Okay. Well, 118, because that's all
0: right? That, I mean, we, we, we have 128... First and Brad. I mean, right? so.
2: if this was a standard tournament, it would already be like 500 on the waiting list. Just in comparison, I think. Mm.
1: Which, oh. if you want to know why the prize pool is 25k, that's probably the reason. I mean, 25k is yeah. still nothing to scoff at. Me, it's still no, it's not.
0: It's not. I'm just, I mean, I'm right? just spoiled from- I mean, <laughs> if scary. this is the only wild tournament <laughs> for the internet, I mean- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this I'm is the only first one. Spoiled yeah, from all I mean, the this, other card games I've played, where we're like fifty dollars the first. Yes. Yeah, let, me, let me just look how much the 2017 wild tournament was. I, I feel like it was more. Gary, you know remember why. those days? Yeah, it's like first prize it was like two oh, booster packs. What? Yeah, two booster packs. What? Fifty yeah, dollars? What? <laughs> store
1: credit. Store credit.
0: Store credit. <laughs> oh, My God.
1: And you you had to play against really good players. Together. Oh my God, they were so good. Those guys. Yeah. just... They, I don't understand how they were so good for, did, for that because I was like, yeah, I was like, crazy
0: man. for packs, man. That's what it's all about. Pack crazy. Okay, I don't know how much it was. That. If somebody in the chat knows how much the last wild turn was, yeah, definitely let us know. Um,
2: control is going to win this one. Control is going to win. So?
0: He almost I'm won sure the last he's one. I mean, he's,
2: he's definitely, oh, you got second, right? Yeah,
0: he almost won lot, the previous one. He's he is one of the best control, uh, wild players, that's for sure. Alright, um, why don't we take some time to uh, give some thanks to our patrons who support the show. Always the rock and foundation of uh, you the know, reason we're able to even do the show. So Big shout out to our legendary producers, Mike T and Gotrix2, and then uh, a few others, Gary D, Bryce L, David C, uh, Alex F, Bruce W, Michael O, Graham S, Anthony L, N Burst, Gabriel G, and Joel A. Lots more. We're gonna, you know, get to you pro- eventually. So don't don't worry. We'll we'll eventually. Um, if you're supporting the show, we will read your name as a you know a supporter. And we just want to give you guys thanks for uh, doing that. And you can go to Patreon.com/slashValuetown and support us. You can throw in a dollar, you know, kind of episode. It really helps out, guys, in terms of you know paying for any expenses that we have for this show and uh, just keeping us doing it. Be amazing. Okay, so anyways, deck of the week. Um, this deck of the week we did this past deck of the week we did King's Bane Rogue, which we you know went pretty well. And those of you who don't don't know about Deck of the Week, we always do this kind of mini 30 minute show with patrons and who and uh, kind of talk about whichever deck we, we did and uh you know just what our win rates were. I figured we'd do Dude Paladin this week, given that it's uh kind of the hot topic right now. And you're probably gonna win a lot too with it. <laughs> that always helps. It's always a little bit more fun when you can win with a deck instead of just like Oh, that was a fun loss. <laughs> As opposed to losing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, to check out the Dude Paladin deck. I'll post it on the Patreon site too. And again, like you can participate in it even without being a patron. Just kind of uh, send us the win rate at valuetowne at and I'll definitely be, uh, bring it up during the show. All right, Q&A. We got some questions from uh, the fans and patrons. John H asks, do you think it would be good for the game to change all the standard set class legends each rotation? Like um, Archmage Antonidas can can go to the Hall of Fame for a cycle and then be replaced with Ronin. Ooh, that's not a good a good an, an example. An example <laughs> is good, what he's providing. One, how, but... how are you going to
1: judge him? You just said you like to play bad decks. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, I like to play Ronin bad decks, but Ronin's given you? me nightmares in the past because it just never works out for me when I use Ronin. Uh, no, but uh, yeah, so rotating out class legendaries. What do you guys think?
2: Hmm. Um, I'm I'm all up for a core set. Like legendary minions are so specific. I don't know how much hmm. because sometimes you don't get good. Li- for example, what you what you do with shaman? Rotate out a and and replace with rune cleaver. Then we have rune cleaver for like, a, like that's that's another <laughs> good example.
1: Like yeah, I think that's a pretty damn good like, example. <laughs> <laughs> the other one is bad. And you're like you're like yeah. What do what am I gonna do with that?
2: It's just like, stuff. it's just worse. I don't know. Like, uh, I like, like, like some cards just feel very nice in a class, and then it's sad when they're rotated out. Yes, I guess it makes sense that we don't get to always play the same cards, but I think I'm really all up for a core set for sure. Not like legendary specific. Wow.
1: This is, this is a tough topic for me because I, I want to see, like, innovation in this area. Um, I personally like the idea of some evergreen cards, but the evergreen cards I like are stuff like Frostbolt. Simple ones, right? Yeah, it's like, if you print too many burn spells, it becomes dangerous. But if you always have Frostbolt there, that just feels like a mage thing. Like, to me... Weapons don't feel like they're evergreen like fiery war I I don't think should just be eternally there like weapons. The nature of them is that they upgrade and they change and they wear out and people make better ones, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. It's mm-hmm. hard to like make better magic, right? You just you get better at it and you get a bigger frost bolt. Um, but like with fiery war X, eventually you just found a better weapon. You threw that one in the trash and you equipped your new one. So mm-hmm. like if you could print like a million weapons, it's not that dangerous because then it's just like, you know, if you have 30 weapons in a deck, that's a really bad deck. If you got thirty frost bolts, eh, you know maybe you trim it to like twenty five or whatever, and you come up with something good. Um, but I want to see like more innovation in that area. Where like evergreen cards have to be really well thought through, stuff like execute um, and like Archmage Tinnitus, That doesn't feel like it should just be eternally in the game. Like how again going back to the yeah. auctioneer thing, how many times can you get auctioneered or giraxist and it still feels special? Is sort of my opinion. So I would I would like to see that rotate around a little bit and like. For me, the one I really, really wish was there was like a legendary card. So like picture just a legendary card, right? And then depending on what class you put it in, it was a different class legendary. So that way it's like everyone's first legendary and then you can rotate that from year to year. Like you get to keep owning it and it's different in all nine decks.
0: Yeah, I mean, you could do something like that. So I'll, I'll kind of play devil's advocate here. And, um, you know, there, there's something about the class legendaries, especially the ones in the classic set um, or just in the, you know, the base set. That uh, is very iconic to the the classes. Like you know, we we know that, like Antonidas, for instance. I mean, that's a big part of just you know the mage class. I would say at this party, you know, historically and even just like how we think of of the class. I mean, we have other ones too. I mean, there's there's definitely some that are stronger than others. Like yeah, like, you know, like Grom, Grom right with Warrior. I mean, we haven't played Grom like much. King though. Crush, King. Well.
2: Not Whoa. King crush,
0: okay. Pink <laughs> uh, crush hasn't been good since like the very beginning of the day, but um, but yeah. So I I think that um, that element of the game is something that you know I think is still important because I I don't want the classes to just be, be you know like melded together and you know like they're right right now even thematically I don't even think it's like super clear, you know, with identity in, in some ways. Now that, like, even potentially wild growth might be going away eventually. Who knows you know, if that's rumor or not. But if ramp has gone from Druid, then really Druid's just, like, we're just starting over. And it's just, like, names of cards are th- thematical, and it's not really style of play anymore. And I know that's limiting, but at the same time, that's kind of what makes Hearthstone unique, you know, is that we actually have different... Um, not only different hero powers and you know that that aspect of it, but we also have different you know elements to each of these uh classes that identify them and make them different than you know just having more of a just generic type of card you know like decks and and just powers that you can use so um yeah i I think to i don't know if we're answering this question necessarily you know like because like would I like to have class replaced? I guess my answer with that kind of response is no like you know, at least some of them, at least the ones that are just kind of iconic at this point. Um, but, you know, variety is obviously good. It's just, I don't, I, I just think that some of those that are that are there right now are are probably should be there for a long time or forever. Just as long as they're not broken
2: is, is fine. I, I think, I think I want to add something to that. I think that's a huge balance, balancing issue right now in the game with that, with yeah. the power that, you, that you're getting with every expansion, because some evergreen cards that work, with any power creep, like Wild Growth for example, you can always play or make more powerful Druid cards like Ultimate Infestation. And back in the days we played like Yetis and whatnot. And there's like just classes that have like minions that for example are like here, that when you print like more and more powerful minions that you will, then you will just stop playing this uh, class card. Or like Lightning Storm, it just gets too weak as a removal when we start getting cards like Corridor Creepers. And I think there's a huge... Like, cards like Execute always work, right? It will always kill a minion. And I think that's what that's why we really need a core set. Or, like, just rebalancing of the class cards. I think that's, like, the main issue.
1: I, I, I'm in total agreement with that, too. Like, to me, something like Shadowward Pain um, and Shadowward Death, they feel like cards that should be... In Powerward Shield, they feel like cards that should be in Priest. Like, these should be core mechanics that yes. you're excited to figure out new ways to use. But for me, it's like... How many more times can I really sorcerer's apprentice somebody, and be really satisfied with it? I think sorcerer's apprentice is a cool card, but like you know, maybe you make different takes on that. Maybe you make a cheaper version or a more sturdy version that cheapens spells that you draw uh, as you draw them. You know, I look at like, um, what was that three cost the shadow, the shadow beast thing that that a priest had, where it was the every card you drew cost one less. Yeah,
0: subtracted one yeah. less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, to me, enough.
1: that felt yeah. like so much more like a mage card than it did like a priest card. You know, but how yeah, dangerous I is mean, it in mage and stuff like that? that. I, I want to see like the cards that have those styles of effects have different takes on them and the cards that are core, like Execute, like Frostbolt, Shadowward Pain, etc. uh, those be really the core mechanics that you still, still see there because if you print too many removal spells, it's a bad thing. If you print too many burn spells, it's a bad thing. Um, if you print too many minions, like well, it doesn't really matter. You, your minions are going to fit into a certain slot, and eventually, you're going to scale out of that point. It's sort of my take on it. And so, I'm for rotation of minions, and that's why I don't like the class neutral legendary or the class legendaries the way they are right now. Is because
2: they're all minions. Or like Hymen in Hunter, it used to be like the core cards in so many Hunter decks. Like, how long will Hymen be like the best 6th or four Hunter until lines go extinct? I guess. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Well, I mean, you're talking about Hunter class itself. I mean, there's not very many. I mean, there's just not a powerful card, like a more powerful card than High Main, which is kind of crazy. Like, can, can we say that there's never been a more powerful card than Hunter? I mean, uh, in Hunter mean, like, than Sylvana? Than, than Sylvana High than, than, than Main? Has there Undertaker. been a more? <laughs> that's not a <laughs> pretty card, nerf.
1: though. I mean, Hunter's been like the most nerfed class in the game because it was so really? strong. Like, Starving Buster used to be two mana, it used to be a 2 2. It was a two mana It used
0: to be a three, two.
1: <laughs> Unleash the Hounds was two <laughs> mana. It was two at one point. It used to give all your beasts plus one attack and charge. Like the cards were just nuts. And like Hunter took this big hit where it ended up in a situation where Savannah High Main slowly just kind of became its most powerful card. And what we saw is in order to compete with that, a little bit of power creep. It was early game power creep and some more sticky minions. And then as that happened, that card started to really take a back seat and not shine as much. Um, and to me, like one of the reasons that Hunter is as weak as it is right now is because its core mechanics are, are quite weak, I think, in comparison to what we're seeing in the metagame, where it's like lo- lots of waves of minions that are, that are quite resilient to the tools they have, and then also just stuff that stacks up so big that by the time you land a high main, uh, you can easily get pressured out of the game.
0: Well, they don't have mana cheat. You know, so that's that's the thing about Hunter. Historically, they've always had the most powerful, or at least the first half, let's just say the first half in the history of like Hearthstone. they are three drops, they are two drops, maybe not one drop, but two and three, they, it was always the most powerful turns. And then you would go into a Houndmaster, which would basically just snowball on top of that. And so yeah. like tempo-wise, they always had the advantage. Animal Companion was like one of the, the most powerful three drops for a long time, even with the RNG involved in it. I think it still quite is. It's just, yeah, it's still good, cards right? Just, yeah, and know. then eaglehorn too. I mean, like these kill command. These, these were like some of the most powerful three drops, and that carried the class for a long time. Now, like you literally haven't seen any upgrades to that, like power level wise. We haven't seen anything more powerful than those three cards. I mean, the closest Do thing I is want cloaked, hunters. Those? cloaked hunters. Cloaked Huntress is probably the closest. What, what was that? Do I want upgrades to those cards? Well, that's I mean, what I mean. They're, they're but, good. Uh, so that's why we're we're kind of in this weird, like Hunter's in a weird spot where they can't even get anything good. They try these things like late game, but it's like we can't even get the you know it's like they're they're losing early game now. Like the turns one and two, they lose they lose those turns a lot of times, right? And if, Gar, if you win you those think? turns, you win the game. So it's it's um it's a weird spot. Hunter just doesn't have very many dynamic cards.
1: There there happens. was one more point I wanted to follow up with sure. on this, but I want to hear what what Gara has to think about this first
2: what, what the, the... if he wants more powerful cards for the... Or just
1: like 100 like general. In, like, what, what yeah. needs to give for this class in order for it to
2: be something that's like appealing and fun? I think sometimes we have these cards that just... I don't want to to be rotated out. Kind of like Deathspite in Warrior. Like, I think Glaive Zuka in Hunter was something like that. It just... like. Or like quick shot, like can uh, Quick Shot rotated out, quick and nothing shots. replaced yeah. those cards. Yeah. And this is really what Hunter needed, and it fit like so perfectly in the class. Quick Shot, especially, like the Hunter had no card draw, or still has no card draw, and it's just a perfect card. It's a, it's what Hunter needs—a two mana removal card, like something that a draw engine when you run out of cards, and then it's gone, and nothing replaces it. We it got Wiper Shot or something instead. It's it's a it's like ridiculous, right? And because it's a spell this is why i really think you should really focus on class spells and weapons right instead of minions i really think it it like the longer the game goes the worse it will get it
1: hunter hunter to me feels like the exception to the rule is that their spells or their minions can be one or the other and if you think about a hunter traditionally i feel like the the class is just lost right now. Its identity is all, like, yeah, there's more no beast identity. Stuff. It. Yeah, hunters so. prey on weak targets. That's the nature of a hunter is that you hunt down a weaker target. So, like, why doesn't hunter have more effects that do things when things are damaged? Like, if you have more life than your opponent, or if you've gotten mm-hmm. a below a certain threshold of life, yeah. or if that they have minions in play, or if you killed something this turn, like, I, like, hunter has nothing like that. Hunter's mark is really its closest thing to a, a weakened minion. But it weakens it itself, which I don't have a problem with. I think it's a great card. Um, But that's like something that's really missing in Hunter to me is the idea that you're preying on weak targets.
0: Well, you know, we've talked about this in the past. I can't remember exactly when, but what about just trying to bring Buzzard back? Like, why don't why don't we why don't we lower it some? Like, I mean, right now it's five mana two two, right? Mm, What about four mana two three? Could could Buzzard have
1: been like a two mana Cult Master for beasts? It's kind of what I'm wondering. I mean, it's a starving buzzer. Yeah. Like why is be. why yeah, is it
0: sure. sure. I mean, just redesigning that card basically. Play. Yeah. Like for me it's like
1: if you recruit more beasts, like they're starving even more. Why does it get stuff? Like it should get stuff when things are dead because then it vultures on these dead things, right? I don't know. It's a little yeah. like I said flavor is something that's making too much
0: sense, Admiral. That's that's the biggest thing. <laughs> okay, well we got another question here. Jason R. I'm sure you talked about this at some point, but have you ever noticed that when you drop from rank X to you know rank X minus one you lose an extra star for example if you you are rank nine zero star and you'd lose you drop to rank eight with four stars and when you you sh- when you should be rank five with five stars does this seem right to you or am I crazy um, <laughs> yeah
1: it's, of course it's, it's a 50 it's yes and no yeah. um, when you lose at one star on a rank you go to zero star on the rank right. so then when you lose from there, you go down to the four star ranking on it because you don't have to you don't ever get to the zero star rank, you know, whatever if you rank up to that mark. You always go to one star at that mark. So when you lose that one, it's effectively like you're losing that fifth star on the rank previous. So it, you know, it's playing tricks on your mind.
0: Yeah. Like when you clear that level, it, it does give you a little bit of a buffer. It just doesn't you just probably don't realize it. You only realize it whenever you drop off and then you receive the uh, you know the the opposite you're of that. Staring at it there and you're like, what? <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um actually we had one more question from uh, Ahmed. let me see where it is i gotta go find it talk about something else while i'm finding it
1: i can see gara's <laughs> face thinking around right now
2: he's like wait a minute do i lose an extra stars is that why the climb on some of these servers has been harder yeah exactly right <laughs> Um, I, 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 uh,
0: um, I, remember I don't know it, what
1: he's talking uh, about because I only ever see you can't lose stars to this rank that's the only yeah, one I ever that's see a, so.
0: anyway, that's, that's what happens now at the at the at the, 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 those basement levels or whatever
2: um, I, I remember the Reddit post where you could get to Legend with under 50% win rate but you had to play like 500,000 plus games and I always tried <laughs> to figure out I mean it's physically not possible but I figured out how like how can you do that like I'll looking. lose
1: 750 games at rank 5, and then you win 30 straight. Yeah, it's easy. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right?
0: All right, we got a question here from Amadin. So would you still play Raza Priest as a 5-mana 1-1 one, one with old effect? Uh, and yes, as one, as a 1-1. One, one. What, what was an appropriate mana cost for this effect? And if yes, as a 1-1, one, one, yeah. So would you play it at 1-1, one, one, at 5-mana? At, uh, and if you wouldn't, then... You know what would be an actual um, correct type of stat line and cost for that kind of effect
1: wow that's a that's a tough
0: question for me
1: because again, flavor me says that card's a five five like I look at him and he's just a big badass <laughs> with chains <laughs> with ethereal change wrapped around him. I'm like, how could he not be a five five? Um, maybe six mana, maybe seven mana. I'm not really sure. At seven mana five five doesn't feel right. It just feels kind of weird. But six mana five five, it feels like like an Emperor's Thorsan
0: style of, of effect. Um how much does it change but, how powerful it is, though? Like how powerful the deck is? That's a good question. Because I mean, at a five mana
1: one does. one, that card is way weak because you never get any tempo out of it. Like it just it does yeah. nothing. Your opponent just ignores it and hits you in the face. Um but at five five, like you have to you'd have to slow it down still. So I'm not actually sure. At four four, it just feels like a weird card to me. Like I don't really see him. Like maybe she shrunk the art a little bit, zoomed out on the art, into about you know <laughs> the art is affecting the, the way it should
0: be. Oh my god! Yes,
1: okay. man. Yeah. Like, like imagine <laughs> if King Crush was like it was like a four mana four four. You'd be like, what? He'd be that better. Mean, <laughs> He'd, be be better. better it, <laughs> He'd be
0: better. He'd be way just, better than he would, would feel is right
1: now. Though. It's a okay. it's a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Like, sure. how can it be a four four? It doesn't even make sense.
0: All right, Gar, what do you think, man? Like, what what do you I think? think uh, five mana, think one
2: it, one. I don't think. It would change the deck that much like you also play like navis engineers and stuff like you played like terrible cards um i think you would still play it i think it would still probably be tier one it would be much weaker yet yeah, it's so hard to get it out think about it like getting a five mana one one out, it must be ridiculously hard especially against aggro like well aggro would kick so your high.
0: ass yeah i mean it would be yep. winning a lot it doesn't more die to it, your hand doing it, you. it anymore <laughs> Is it <Mop>? Is it <laughs> that's <Mop>? true <laughs> That's true. Or or a dragonfire if you you know run dragonfire <laughs> so
2: you can, In the mirror you can't shadow defeat anymore. Yes. Yeah yeah. You'd, you'd have to play head. it after
0: dragonfire now. Yeah. One, one one sounds like, like a buff to me. Yeah. I, I I'll take it. I'll take <laughs> it. <laughs> it. sounds like a buff to you. Oh my god.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. So anyway. I, so. I wonder how much it would have actually changed if Razan would be a one one like. It would just awesome. be a weaker deck. It would just be a
1: weaker deck. I, I think if it's still played, it just would be a. A much weaker card in the grand scheme of things it's probably still on un- probably still at the what i would consider unhealthy level because it still enables stuff down the road
2: uh against the, control it wouldn't change so much that's why like if you're facing a demon lock or so
0: yeah against like, control it wouldn't change much but i think it would have a significant change against aggro like you'd lose a lot more against aggro that 5-5 five yeah. five yeah, body but- is either heals you five or you know, like, or starts hitting for five. Yeah, hit, or oh, starts. I don't, I don't know about hitting for five, but yeah, maybe that oh. five damage, that chip damage, is important
2: later. But I take it back with all the aggro nerf, with patches being gone. Raza would be tier one easy even for Raza one not <laughs> No patches. Okay. How do you, yeah. kill, a <laughs> How do you yeah. kill a priest? Yeah. How do you kill it? Yeah, exactly. How do you kill a priest? Impossible. There's no patches anymore. It doesn't make any sense. It's oh. impossible. No creeper. Nice. Oh. No we cool. don't know because yeah. it's never been done. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 10, ten mana 1 uh, 1. one. <laughs> 10 mana 1 1. Oh my God.
1: That's a huge nerf to Spiteful Summoner, by the way.
0: 10 mana 1 1. Well, some people wouldn't play a 10 mana 30 30 like ever. So 10 mana 1 1 would never. Be, I don't know. What, what would the effect have to be for you to play a 10 mana 1 1? Auto um, in
2: the like game. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: no. Like,
2: goes...
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty
1: much what it is. Yeah. You were just gonna free. Uh, I actually would muck up yeah. your board sometimes because you would have the one less
0: slot for demons. <laughs> the penalty for for playing it.
2: Uh, when you get okay. the zero board, imagine you- like Azoth effect plus healing,
0: something like that. I think Nizoth could. I mean, five. Get do we ever man. think about the five seven? Let's be honest. Do you actually <laughs> think about the five seven when you play zoth <laughs>
1: This is going to be my final thing that I talk about, I think. 5-7 um, Nazoth. I was playing with Chalky, and he was playing the, the dead man's Nazoth warrior, and we were trying to learn the matchup uh, for a tournament he had coming up. And he's in some mid-range matchup, and he's holding N'Zoth, and he's like, he's like I think I hold Nizoth a little bit longer. And I'm like, you're getting back a mountain fire armor. He goes, so? And I was like, you're getting 9-10 for 10 mana. If that's not enough to win right now, then you're not going to win this game. And he's like, "Oh man, you're right." And he just plays in his off and just smashes the dude because he gets nine ten where the stats out of it. And I was like, "Sometimes nine ten for ten mana is just a good deal. It depends on how the game rolls. Everything's situational." And to me, that's the beauty of Hearthstone.
0: Yeah, but see that whole point that you made there, Admiral. You didn't even talk about the five seven body. <laughs> no, 9-10 where the stats. You got one Mountain Fire Armor. Oh my! Oh, you're talking about one okay, Mountain Fire and, armor. And it, together, so, together. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah okay. That's you got yeah, five seven and four three.
2: Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's Good. it's definitely a big deal. It's it it's very similar to Tyrion. How how powerful actually Ashbringer is? How powerful fifteen damage actually is? Because oh. people still only have thirty HP forever. I think it's a big deal. It's like you can win a game just with Tyrion and the Ashbringer. Like that's how powerful it is. People underestimate like stats just. You know, people the actually audience.
0: underestimate Ashbringer, yes. really?
2: No no. The, no, no. Like, how low 30 HP is. Like, you, if you have temp, Like, people underestimate tempo as yeah. a win condition. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you have... You know, this is why Spellbreaker is so strong in a lot of situations. This is why I, like, got to Legend with Shaman. Like, you, you get this one turn, you get tempo, and then you just win the game. It's It goes so fast in Hearthstone. You have, like, a big body on board, you get... Like... Nuzov is a big body. It's a five-seven. If you can, like Admiral Robo said, you have mountain fire armor. It's just like ten damage. Well, you just t- smack him in the face two times. You won the game. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Admiral taught me just a long time him. ago. Just go to the dome if you're ever ever like uh, uncertain. Just go to the dome. So yeah. Does, will your opponent's minion kill you? If no, hit him. Right. <laughs> exactly. Easy
1: flowchart right there.
2: Just think about double mana room opener. You can't kill it on like in two turns, you're dead. Yeah, he's dead.
1: Hitting him, man. Yep. Putting a clock on people is very powerful. It's I think it's the most underrated thing. You know, looking at like Chalky's tweet for instance, where he had like the the three twos in his pre-stack and he had an enormous win rate in the pre smear It's literally because he's coining out of three two and just hitting him, and then he's playing another minion and he's hitting him, right. and then three turns later they're like, I'm at fourteen. Yeah. Like, then they're, they're like Raza, and you're like, play my own Raza, hit you some more, and you're like. I'm going to die. I'm just going to die to like random minions. Minion fun fact,
2: today. fun fact, random fun fact, the highest win rate cards against Jade Druid were like cards like Golaka Crawler just because you played a dude on turn two. Yeah. And they're wild growth. It's true. You played a dude turn two and go You deal like
0: six damage. It's yeah. like a Leroy. Exactly. <laughs> Leroy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. It
1: just has all to right. be on turn two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just yeah, has yeah. to be
2: Better than Neroy. It doesn't give it's you a point true, of It's got three health. It
1: doesn't even try to die to Jasper Spellstone. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> that's something we should look at one of these days. Just kind of do some query on. Alright, how much damage does actually a two drop do compared to some other minion we think that does insane amounts of damage? That'd be funny. Um all right, guys. Well, that's all we got for today. When we wrap up, Admiral's always fun having you on the show. Uh thanks for joining us. Got any shout outs you want to do before we take?
1: Off? Uh just, just my Twitter, twitter.com slash that's admirable. Not admiral. It's not admiral. I know a lot of people think it's that. And I know that Dan and TJ and Brian really? and all the other guys <laughs> like to make fun of me for it because <laughs> I made an account called That's Admiral that redirects you to my actual oh, account. And did you fact, really? Oh the week God, I made sorry. that I gained a thousand extra followers. There was that many people that thought that my s- name s- really Admiral. It just it, there's a B in there. It's admirable. Admirable. Cool. And if I you and if your you English admirable. isn't your first language, it's not admirable, although that's acceptable. I understand why the conjugation happened that way, but it's admirable okay. that's admirable, not it's admirable. that's my Instagram, I guess, but yeah, that's <laughs> this is getting way too wordy I'm just, <laughs> Let's go back
0: to you, Chad <laughs> back to uh, you, Chad, uh to right. give <laughs> some shout outs. Do they? Do you Just have? Any, my, do, do people think you're Gera sometimes, or uh, oh, the, I've Gary, seen People this.
2: I couldn't know that people can misspell this word like this name in so many different ways, like double R, triple R, one A, two A, three A's. You know, apparently you can. You
1: could thank um, Darts for that with six Z's at the end of his Twitch name. <laughs> my gosh, why did that become a trend? <laughs> <laughs>
2: And obviously the viewers and to both of you, it's always fun. I like talking about Hearthstone. Oftentimes, I feel like a perfect Valentine's Day. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. Day. I talking about Hearthstone feels oftentimes more fun than playing the game.
0: uh Oh, <laughs> we're gonna go down this road. <laughs> no, it? that's good. It's definitely great. Yeah, I mean, that's
1: why I like cards. It's it's the game outside the game.
0: Yeah imagine this guy gets to talk just talk his job is to talk about our son day, so. <laughs> there's only, nice. winners, no exactly. only winners no losers exactly <laughs> uh, i'll round things out <laughs> thanking uh, obviously you guys too for doing the show all the viewers for watching want to thank uh, our sponsors again sixth uh for uh you know obviously sponsoring this show and hs replay of course and uh, all the patrons you guys are awesome. You can find the show on um, my YouTube vod, youtube.com slash You're going to be able to find it starting um, pretty soon too on youtube.com slash HS Replay too. Uh, and follow the Twitch channel, follow uh, the Twitter channel for the show, uh, twitter.com slash And if you have any, or Value GG, if you have any uh, questions for Q&A or any kind of like Mechador's workshops or anything like that, go ahead and email that to valuetown too. And we'll try to get to them one of these weeks. But until then, guys, I hope you guys have a very great Valentine's with a loved one or whatever, and we will see you next week.